Hi, this is Bala Chaudhry from DePaul University. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will... Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. Clean beaches. He's gone deaf from 20 years of answering gardening questions. And she. Uh, here they are Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Have forests, no wetlands, will. Good planets are in the main. Yes, indeed, they are. Uh, okay, I need a little more volume. Can, is it possible to give me a little more volume there, or is that is that on my own end in here? You're quite what? loud. Whoa. Oh, oh, you're really loud. Okay. Uh, wait, is it this? And the hum's back. The Mazda goes hum. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the dial. Okay. It's, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Good morning. Ben Boquist. Good morning. Spin in the dial. Levels. He <laughs> says the levels are good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna believe him and and go with him. And uh, welcome to a cold Saturday morning uh, on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Snow on the ground, <laughs> as we were talking with Ron Cowgill before the show started, uh, which is so unusual for this winter. Except and, up by me, it was there was no snow left. Oh, Everything there, was wet already. Oh, was it gone? Yeah. Well, the only place it was uh, still on the ground in uh, my neck of the woods was right behind the house in the shade. Mm-hmm. So I ha- at least had that. And hopefully Rick DeMaio has it in his backyard. Yeah. And, oh, and, and he's trying to shovel it. He's trying <laughs> to do something with it. You, can't, you, could, you couldn't even sweep it probably. You just have to like, and you could blow, you could blow it away. Uh, lots going on in uh, the, you know, this March is... Um, a month where there, well, actually, this time of the year, lots of conferences. Usually, like February and March, mm-hmm. and then of course April is is Earth Month, um, which I maybe we're going to cancel this year simply <laughs> because, you know, maybe we'll just have this big uh, goodbye to EPA party, uh, and uh, and just you know torch everything, just set everything ablaze. How's that? Does it sound like a good idea? You're snarky this morning. I really am. Uh, but that's 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 where we go. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't go in that direction. Um, but uh, today uh, on the show, very exciting. We're going to be talking about two of the the big conferences coming up. Events, I guess you call them, because they're not conferences. Uh, the Good Food Festival and conference, but the Saturday uh, part of it uh, on the 18th of March is when we will be broadcasting mm-hmm. live. We're taking this show uh, and we're taking it off to uh, the. Uh, UIC Forum. Could it give us a ding? Yes. And uh, so I hope you come down there. And it's free to get into 
the Good Food Festival. You have to go to their website and right. sign up for your tickets in advance. But, yes, it's free. It's it's going to be amazing. Get there early. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, the first part of the show because we're going to be talking to Christine Chikowski and Josh Culp, who are the chefs and owners of Chicago's Honey Butter Fried Chicken. Uh, and, and I want some already. I just want to. I want to go over there now. See, you're you're a vegetarian, or, or is a vegan? No, I'm vegetarian. You're very vegetarian. And actually, that's a question I'm going to have for them is about when you run a joint that has chicken in the name. How is it you? And I imagine they have vegetarian. They have some vegetables. I saw some kimchi on their menu. Yeah. Some other because they're kind of eclectic with what they have. Yeah. And they have been chosen the. Uh, uh, Good Food Chef of the Year winners for the Good Food Festival. So that's really co- cool. So we start the show with them, and then we go to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show because on the 25th we will be broadcasting live from there, and we have Tony Abruscato, who's the president and show director of the Chicago... Mr. Flower Show. Mr. Flower Show to you. So stick around. It's going to be really, really fun today. And uh, we're very excited to have a brand-new sponsor... Well, two dings. Uh, Have you heard about the Sugar Beet Food Co-op? The Sugar Beet is a community-owned grocery store in Oak Park. Now, they're open to everyone, uh, and they feature local and organic products. They're small enough to work with individual growers and producers, but big enough to be full service. Peggy and I were there the other day. I got some beets that were just awesome. Had them the other night, a little olive oil, roasted the beets, and they were just wonderful organic beets. And we want to give you a special offer, the listeners of 1590 WCGO, to check out the Sugar Beet Co-op. Right now, get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more when you mention the Mike Novak Show. Now, here's where they are. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is in Oak Park at 812 Madison. That's just west of Oak Park Avenue and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. $5 off. That's 33% if you buy $15 That's worth great. of stuff. So mention the Mike Novak Show. Now, the sixth annual One Earth Film Festival opened last night, and you've only got two short weeks to be part of it. But 31 films in 47 screening events at 39 venues throughout the Chicago area. Climate change, sustainability, and the power of human involvement are the themes. And last night, Mike went to the opening night gala and saw the virtual reality film Under the Canopy. Whoa. You, you've got That's all I got to say, yeah. whoa. Yeah, he's still reeling from that. You have until March 12th to rock your world. Go to oneearthfilmfest.org. Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around. we got a couple of great festivals coming up. We're going to talk about them. If you live in the upper Midwest and you're already jonesing to plant stuff, you need to get your hands on a grow light from Happy Leaf LED. At 18 inches, it's small but mighty. You can start three conventionally sized flats of seeds in a roughly three by two foot area. You can even grow plants that flower and produce fruit. How does Happy Leaf do it? The light is tuned for all plant growth, including flowering plants. You name it, this USA-made LED light can grow it. Your indoor garden will be limited only by your imagination. It's already won the 2017 Direct Gardening Association Green Thumb Award. With the Happy Leaf LED, there's no reason you can't have your own delicious, fresh, leafy greens year-round. Not to mention all of the herbs you need for any recipe. Find out more about the Happy Leaf LED light at happyleafled.com or call 815-414-2209. Happy Leaf, 
It's about the light. Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings Magazine. And for seven years, we've been helping Chicagoans to lead healthier, happier lives. Each month, our readers enjoy new information about integrative health and wellness, local foods, raising healthy kids and pets, helping our environment, and living a more sustainable life. Get your free copy of Natural Awakenings in more than 1,100 locations throughout city and suburbs, or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Looking for a housing investment that can pay big dividends? Remodel your kitchen or bathroom. You'll freshen up your home and add value to it, too. Trust DR Services Unlimited, 847-998-1687 for all your remodeling needs. Kitchens, bathrooms, master suites, and more. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau and recommended on Angie's List. DR is a proud member of NARI. DR provides exceptional quality at a fair price. Contact DR at 847-998-1687 or at RestoreTheNorthShore.com. This is Sports Director Kevin Burgess. Make sure you catch my sports report every day from 5 to 7 p.m. on French and Friends, sponsored by 1090 Brewing. Well, all I got to say is when you take me out, take me to Honey Butter Fried Chicken. Um, we have we, a table waiting for you. Do they? I bet they do. Yep. Well, you got to understand, they're in my hood. Uh, and uh, we have on the line right now, Christine, are you there? I am here. Hi. How, how do you pronounce your last name? Sikowski. Uh, That's how you pronounce my last name. I know it's complicated. No, it's not. Uh, you're a Pison. Okay, Sikowski. <laughs> Uh, and and um, uh, see if if it were my family, they would probably say Chikovsky or something like that, right? Have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, I think I have. Lots of people like to say it like Chikovsky, even though there's no H. Right. But it, it's, it's you know what? It's just a it's a good conversation starter for me. Right, and you never get <laughs> any two pieces of mail with it spelled the same way, right? Uh no. Yeah. Yeah, I want to just change it to Christine, like one name. <laughs> like that would probably make my life a lot easier but <laughs> yeah uh we are uh oh i think uh i don't know oh, are you guys calling josh in too yeah we're gonna call josh in um oh oh yeah i'm cool I'm oh no 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 but no, i we think we, i think we got josh here too josh you with Yay! us i'm here I'm oh. cool. <laughs> okay. you both get things all, all right wow <laughs> good job there uh, ben i'm glad you worked that out uh, they are the, uh, the co-conspirators, uh, for, yes, that's what we like to think about, so. <laughs> for honey butter fried chicken. <laughs> and I, I am embarrassed to say I've never been there, but now I'm going not to be, yet. Oh my goodness. Not, not yet. yet. I, I, because you're in my neighborhood. Uh, I'm in Logan oh, square and, uh, you're just, I've passed your place many times and I've, uh, and I've heard about it for a while and, and, you know, I'll go by it and I go, Oh, I, I really gotta stop in and see what that that's all about and now i have an excellent reason because you guys are the good food chef of the year winners for the good food festival and mm-hmm. conference so congratulations on that Yay. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much um who wants to tell me how this idea got started where where does uh the honey butter fried chicken franchise originate <laughs> oh man um, it, 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 it was it a happy happy from accident, an accident. You want to tell, tell about it Sure, sure. So Josh and I um, uh, started a, uh, a community dining club called the Sunday Dinner Club 12 years ago, hmm. um, inspired by underground restaurants. It's uh, multi-course meals, served dinner party style in a home-like setting, like a private event setting. Um, 
and our menu changes once a month based on what's in season and, and well, more importantly, what we want to be eating. Um, so for many years, uh, we were doing a, a fried chicken dinner um, at Sunday Dinner Club that was very popular, and um, we would serve it with seasonal side dishes. Um, one year, we were serving it with a corn cake, like a Johnny cake, um, with honey butter on it. That was the side dish. And we served it to our guests, and then we plated it up in the back for family meal for our staff and ourselves. Um, and, you know, as history would dictate, staff meal is like you throw it all on a plate and you just eat it really fast. <laughs> um, so we, we had these little plates and all the food just sort of piled up on it. And the butter that was intended for the corn cake actually ended up on the chicken and melted all over it. And we ate it anyway, of course. Um, and we discovered by total accident how incredibly delicious butter is on chicken. Who, who uh, knew? Who Who, who knew? Um, who would have thought that, yeah. that 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 was a culinary genius move? So um, by accident. So we ran out to our dining room and we told our, our guests to take the butter off the corn cake and put it on the chicken. And then ever since then, we have served um, our fried chicken with honey butter. And a couple of years after that, we decided to open the restaurant just because it's such a cool, unique um, concept. We think. It's also got a better ring to it than uh, Josh and Christine's fried chicken. Honey <laughs> yeah. butter fried chicken. It's a good name. And it also makes people Real say. Real butter. That's what you guys yeah. use. Yeah, exactly. That's what it makes people say. <laughs> Real butter. Real butter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you, you got this thing going, and... Uh, what was it like getting it off the ground? I mean, it's one thing to do uh, a restaurant. I mean, restaurants are notorious for failing, basically. Yeah. It's a really hard yeah. business. Uh, so, And to make a transition from somebody's living room to the restaurant itself has got to be very stressful. Oh, no, yeah, not at challenging. all. Yeah, um, challenging. We use the word challenging. Challenging. Yeah. Okay, challenge, we, challenging. We, um, I mean, we were... For years, as Christine said, cooking you know meals for Sunday Dinner Club, which is, you know, we call it a community dining club because it really is about that community aspect. We love, you know, we have kind of grown it through word of mouth over many, many years. And um, what was great about that is that when we kind of decided to open this brick-and-mortar restaurant, we had a community, you know, all of our friends. Ah, all of, uh, true, ready-made audience, know. yeah. Exactly, yeah. So we kind of um, had, had people who were ready to go who kind of knew us already. Um, and, you know, it just that worked out for us. I think the other thing, too, is that Christine and I have put a lot of energy into trying to make sure that our company is built with good bones. Um, we are, you know, really seeking to be part of the community um, in Avondale for a long time. And, and to that end, we're, we, you know, from the get-go, just kind of put a lot of, of effort into making sure that it was a great place to work, a great place to be for our employees, um, and obviously also using great ingredients from our area farmers. Mm -hmm. So. Um, kind of building it with strong bones at the initial outset kind of just helped us get through some of that stress of, of opening up a, a restaurant. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. When you've got the people who already know what the product is, it's uh, it's easier to get off the ground. And by the way, that's Josh Culp, uh, and we're also talking to Christine Sikowski, and they are the chefs and owners of Honey Butter Fried Chicken at 3361 North Elston, as Josh mentioned, in the Avondale neighborhood um and at the good food festival and conference the very day that Pe peggy and i will be broadcasting live on the 18th you will be receiving your award as good food chef of the year and part of the reason you guys are getting this is just some of this it's not it's not because 
uh, necessarily of real butter. It's because <laughs> it's because of other things that you're doing uh, at the restaurant uh, in the in the line of sustainability and socially uh, being. Well, you have things like uh, fair wage policies, health insurance, paid sick time, and parental leave for employees. Uh, paid parental leave. Paid parent, you know who does that? How how is it you can <laughs> nobody? Every other country in the world, except for every other Western country in the world, except for the United States. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, this is why you're being recognized, in addition to great food, obviously. Uh, but uh, how is it that you decided you were going to go down that road? How uh, you know? I think that ahead. it wasn't an option to not go down that road. Okay. <laughs> I think um, you know, Josh and I really are. And we're and always were and are committed to having, you know, we want a healthy business and we believe that having a healthy business means having healthy employees and that in every stretch that you can imagine, not just like physically healthy, but emotionally healthy, mentally healthy um, and um, supported in their workplace and financially healthy. And so we're always working to sort of make our workplace better for our employees and supportive so they in turn are healthy to work and and sort of make our our business healthy so it's sort of a very symbiotic relationship that we have between between us and them and the business and if everybody's healthy and the business is healthy and that's why that's what we attribute our success yeah to. but you yeah. know so, you you can say that but who like i said who does that it's just, it's just amazing that well, more people don't do that it does. It does seem, you know, it's hard to um, for us to wrap our minds around it as well. People ask us, you know, why is this place so great? Why are why is your staff seem so happy and friendly? Um, and and you know, the answer, of course, is because there's dignity and respect in this workplace. Um, it, it doesn't, as Christine said, we we kind of have to because we don't know how else to run a business that can last for a long time and, and be healthy for a long time. I mean, there are probably more efficient ways to make you know, boatloads of money faster. But I think if you want to kind of be around and, and really add something to the community and also be a profitable business, we're in the business of, of making money for sure, but we also are in the business of, you know, providing great food and great service to our customers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it is hard sometimes, um, you know, people will say you have great food, you have great service. Um, you know, where does that come from? And I think the answer is just, just fostering it at every level um, within the business. But that's only one step for you guys making uh it a place that people want to work at uh but you also do ethical and local sourcing of food um compostable and biodegradable packaging recycling programs you reuse your fryer oil uh <laughs> do, do, yeah. does either one of you own a car that you can just fill up out back no that's a good idea <laughs> no. we, we need to get like no, a, a branded vehicle <laughs> that's the next step yeah i would think so <laughs> especially if you have a delivery vehicle and it's powered by the vegetable oil you're using in the restaurant mm -hmm. how cool would that be that's a great that would idea be, that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> so tell me well, a little bit about your that, that that part of your sustainability i think it's just um, another piece but, through the piece to the pie you know i think uh, not to use a food analogy but it's just another piece to it it's just about being like as business owners we can't josh and i can't just like take a paycheck and and have a profitable company knowing that we would be you know taking advantage of our employees or taking advantage of the earth um so you know restaurants are notorious for having lots of waste and food waste and water waste electricity waste and lots of garbage and we um 
really make an effort to try to minimize all of that as much as we can so the impact on our environment isn't so uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably yeah. the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you can't, I can't sleep at night going to work knowing that, um, that I would be damp, like adding to damage, mm-hmm. you know, right. to the world. So we, we were, I mean, you know, we're not, we're, we're, there's always more we can do and we're always trying to find better ways to do it and more farmers to work with and better packaging to use and less garbage to waste. But, you know, we're on, I think that we've made a commitment to doing it. A lot of people ask us like, Oh, it's great that you do this, but how do you do it? And we basically just decided, well, you, we have to do it. Like it's not an option. So we're going to do it and we'll figure out how to do it. I love your attitude. It's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as chefs, we have the added bonus that, you know, buying locally from our farmers and buying ingredients that are in season just tastes better. It's, uh, you know, the food is beautiful and it tastes better. And, um, so that from that aspect, it's, it's sort of a no-brainer. But then, um, you know, again, as she said, from the from the business side of it, it you know, we find that there's a lot of hunger out there for um, quality food, quality ingredients, and quality, um, you know, responsible businesses. You know, people want to eat fried chicken with butter on it. I think they um, also want. <laughs> I got my hand up. Chicken. My hands in the air right now. Yeah, except I have a question <laughs> yeah. for the two of you. For vegetarians yes. like me who don't want to eat fried chicken with butter, what else is on your menu? We we uh, were named one of the best vegetarian restaurants in Chicago by uh, by Eater. I think we we're on a list somewhere. So um, we've so got you know. What's Christine your signature first... vegetarian dish? Well, first let me tell you that Christine and I are there every single day, and so part of uh, this is a selfish thing that we we want to also eat some vegetables. So we can't <laughs> just have fried chicken and honey butter every day. Um, but we uh, have found that uh, you know we wanted to the vision for the restaurant was to have this great fried chicken, but then have side dishes that were, um, you know, really delicious and, and mostly vegetable-focused. Um, most All of the standard sides on our menu, except for one, are vegetarian. Um, and then we also found beautiful non-GMO uh, locally produced tofu um, from Phoenix Beans um, okay. here in Chicago. And, and we, are, we actually found also that you can fry that uh, without any sort of added flour to it, and you get this really beautiful, crispy, tofu that we can then season up and you can swap it on any one of our sandwiches um you can swap it as a basket of chicken strips instead of tofu strips with some of our dipping sauces so those have been really popular well uh congratulations you guys on being good food chef of the year winners christine sikowski josh culp uh you're doing a demonstration too at the good food festival right some sort of thing Correct. Okay. And uh, there's, you know, next week we're going to be talking to Jim Slama from the Good Food Festival, and we'll go into more detail about what's happening over three jam-packed days. But I hope to run into you and meet you uh, at uh, the Good Food Festival. Congratulations. And you're going to see me in your restaurant. I'm coming by. Cause <laughs> please. It's, it's, yeah, say hi please when say you hi. Do. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, both of you. All Thank right. Well, you guys have a, a great Saturday. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. for having us. Bye-bye. And, uh, oh, wait. Before you go, I want to make yes. sure people know about the real butter. Okay. That's all. <laughs> I had to play that. Awesome. Real honey, too. Ah, there we, there yes. we go. We need a buzzing bee for that. Yes. Okay. I'm weeping as I read this, but that's because I'm reporting on a story in the March-April issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine about how to plant, grow, and harvest onions. This article walks you through the cornerstone of any good cooking, onions, whether you want to plant seeds, sets, or transplants. It also alerts you to pests and how and when to harvest. This magazine also has my column on the inside back page of each issue. No matter how you peel it, no matter how you read it, somehow you always end up weeping. 
Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines on newsstands everywhere, or go to chicagolandgardening.com if you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South. Try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. Coming up next, we've got uh, Mr. Chicago Flower and Garden Show himself, Tony Abruscato, and we're also going to be giving away some ticks to that event. It, yes. Stick around. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the Good Food Festival. Connect with local farmers and food producers. Learn from chefs like Rick Bayless and Paula Haney. Shop the Good Food Marketplace and enjoy delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry to Saturday's General Festival is free this year with online registration. Good Food Happens, Saturday, March 18, at the UIC Forum in Chicago. Visit goodfoodfestivals.com. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycled product containers, and use LED lighting? Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. Don't miss more than 20 breathtaking gardens from top designers at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show presented by Mariano's March 18 through 26 at Navy Pier. Enjoy the huge marketplace, cooking demos, kids' activity garden, and more. On Monday, March 20th at 1230, attend Mike Novak's free seminar, Debunking Garden Myths, and see Mike and Peggy broadcast live from the show on 1590 WCGO on Saturday, March 25th from 10 to noon. Go to chicagoflower.com. That sound you hear is my time machine letting me know it's time to return to our own world. This is your talk, WCGO. Hang on. And now drums, please. There we go. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki on 1590 WCGO. And we're very pleased to have on the phone, as I said, Mr. Chicago Flower and Garden Show himself, Tony Abruscato. Tony, good morning. Tony? Uh Uh-oh. Is he? Well, while Ben's looking that up, I'm going to announce that we are giving away tickets this morning to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. And the first Five callers to 847-475-1590 are each going to get two tickets. And the first tweet, at Mike Now, will get two tickets. Wow. We're just giving these away like crazy. All right. So the first five callers at 847-475-1590 will get two tickets to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. 
add the very first tweet that, what's the tweet have to say? Just say, I want ticks. I want ticks. Give me ticks. You Whatever. Get, you get two ticks. Have we got Tony now? Okay. Tony, you're there. I'm here. <clears throat> Hi, Mike. Hey, Peggy. Hey, good morning, Tony. Good morning. Uh, and uh, it's great to have you with us. Uh, I don't. If you go to MikeNovak.net, uh, and look at the blog I wrote about this week's show. I've got a photo up there, <laughs> Tony, of you and me. That's great. Like circa 2003, uh, <laughs> when I still had some uh, brown hair, and uh, and and uh, you look, uh, you're you're a bit younger yourself. And um, this is when I was working at Gargantua Radio. That's an interesting tie yeah. you've got on there, Mike. Uh, oh, the t- yeah, I had a flower tie on. You got to wear an interesting flower tie, you know. Uh, but uh, that gives you an idea of how long you've been involved with the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. In fact, you started it in 1847, right, Tony? Uh, well, I came in year three. Year three, I get, uh, about oh, 1850. 1850. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, some, some days it has to feel like that, right? It really does. It really does. And I, and I say that with a smile. But, but yeah, sometimes it seems like we're, we're there from the very beginning. And, and uh, But it's, it's certainly a labor of love and... and it's been something I've been really excited about, you know, as when we first met, um, you know, we always joked about either I was, you know, either as a genius or crazy. Right. And uh, it, you know, it's turned into that labor of love. We always knew it would be. Well, and it's interesting because it's had its ups and downs. Um, and, you know, I was with you uh, back in the day when you were at Rosemont uh, and, and it felt like the Chicago Flower Garden Show in exile. Um, no offense to the good people in Rosemont, but you know the ceilings are low, and it was really hard to set up certain things. It was; um, those were tough times, weren't they, Tony? It was, and you know that first year out in Rosemont, we only had two months to plan it, and uh, and some really great people all came together to do the best that they could. And I said, um, if we would have actually taken some of those gardens that were at that show and had them in Navy Pier. It probably would have been considered one of the better shows uh, at the pier, but it, it was it was a tough venue for us. It, yeah, as, with the as you said, with the low ceilings and stuff, the people there were nice as can be and accommodating, and they really wanted to make us feel welcome. But it, but people were used to those sixty five foot barrel vaulted ceilings, the Navy Pier, and seeing the lake when they walked up. And <laughs> yeah, just, and you got were, and smelling the the cinnamon roast, whatever those <laughs> things are out in the hall in Navy Pier that is ubiquitous. Absolutely. I always tell him that I always tell him that I said that the roasted cinnamon nut guy has to be in the hallway. I don't want him inside the hall fighting <laughs> with the scent of the flowers. Right. So put him out in the hall. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. You're right, <laughs> right because there's a scent. And and it's interesting because I've been there uh, before the show goes up, during the show, as the show comes down, the scent evolves uh, <laughs> over the course of a couple of weeks. Doesn't it? It does. Because you got the the first sense you've got is dirt, you've or or soil. You know, you got the soil smell, and then you've got the mulch smell, and then you've got the flower smell, uh, flowers that are fresh, and then uh, you know a few days later where and they time them so that they're going to bloom during the show. But you know, once you get past peak, that that scent changes. I'm not saying it's bad; it's just different. It's it's an olfactory kind of presentation as well, isn't it? It is, and and it's and it's interesting. I always talk about my seasonal allergies always kick in because mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a twenty three day process to get us in and out. But but to your point, you know those those hyacinths come in, you know, kind of sweet and precious. Yeah, and then they're there for a few days, and you're like, 
wow, those they're they're strong and they're pungent, and you can smell them in the room, and and uh, yeah, it changes it changes as well as the like the leaf, even the leaf blooming on the tree or the the roses. One year, it seemed like the rose garden was the most beautiful on the last day of the show, uh, than than the first day of the show because it had really opened up and bloomed. Uh, you know, beyond belief. And, and so that's what I, one of the things I like about it is that it does the, the different show every single yeah. day. Yeah, um, it is. It's, it's alive. It's growing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know you focus a lot on um, teaching children to enjoy the gardens. And I, I always love watching the kids sticking their nose in the tulips and the hyacinths and all the flowers. And, oh, it, and, and to many of them, that might be the first time they've smelled those flowers. You know, we get them with the flowers, and then the master gardeners get them in with the creepy crawly bugs. And, I've done that. Uh, they, I've done that. <laughs> they get the they get that whole experience of it all. It's really fun. I, you know, Mike, I was it was funny as I was sitting here waiting for your call this morning. I was reminded the one year that you couldn't be on site and you did a call in, and I was sitting in my office at Navy Pier, and Mike's like, "I I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it. Run out there!" And so he's got me running out on my cell phone out into the middle of the hall so that you could hear the people rustling. And then I found a water feature that was raining. Uh, I think it was by the Shedd Aquarium that was raining on a tin roof. And, <laughs> right, uh, by, yes. And, and Mike had me standing under the tin roof. He's like, I want, I want, to, hear, I want to hear that water running so I could feel like I'm there. Um, and so, yeah, it's really something for the senses. It, it really is. So, uh, and, and even with the winter we've had, which has not been much of a winter, we still don't have things really blooming there's a couple of crocuses that have come up and of course when you get a temperatures like today they get zapped um but uh this is something that folks look forward to so in in a few short sentences some of the highlights are of the flower show this year well you know me known for my brevity um (laughs) you got four minutes dude (laughs) so well a couple of things that we're excited about is one we have 24 gardens this year um which is really terrific and they focus on um, uh, some of the large space design, but also small space, urban settings, um, containers, and a lot to do with edibles. We brought in Country Financial and the Cook County Farm Bureau and Ted's Greenhouses and a bunch of other folks. And so we're, we're actually growing corn. Um, so we'll have corn there, but we'll also no, really? Oh, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. And we're, and we're actually going to have an old tractor, but then we're going to show you how to grow veggies in containers if you've got a small space or a balcony. So you know, we're always p- proud of that educational side along with the inspirational side. Um, this year we've got uh, Sinetti, which is a newer plant for this area from the folks at Suntory. So we have Sinetti coming in and our 65 varieties of uh, tulips and our 30 varieties of hyacinths, um, 600 rose bushes that we've had in that we've had in greenhouses since November to get them mm-hmm. to bloom, um, and our and our hydrangeas. But I think what people are going to see is there's there's something for them if they have a balcony or a small patio or if they have a big yard. Um, there's plenty for them to learn about what they can do. And, and as you know best, you know, people see this warm weather and they're like, oh, I'm going to start planting things. And so it's not the time to do that. Now's the time to learn and to plan. And we've got plenty of folks there that can help everyone do that. And you've got uh, lots of uh, chef demos. You've got seminars. I'm actually doing a seminar uh, this year. Haven't done that in a while. My, I don't know if you know what mine's called, Tony. 
Um, I heard it in the commercial. Oh. (laughs) Well, but the title of the seminar is Everything You Know About Gardening is Wrong. Myths, Misinformation, (laughs) and Well-Meant, but Inaccurate Advice from Mom, the Intertubes, and Beyond. (laughs) I think we had a discussion about intertubes. Uh, at, at, uh, at the office when we were doing the show guide, and they're like, "Intertubes," and I'm like, "Yep." Yeah. And I said, "Listen, if anybody can pull it off, it's gonna... <laughs> that's mine." That's my word for uh, that. Whatever else is, uh, is out there, all that stuff. So they're uh, like, "Did he mean internet?" And they're like, "I'm like, no, he wants, but go with intertubes." <laughs> exactly. So, um, well, we're looking forward to it, and of course, we're broadcasting this show live on the 25th, the second Saturday of the Flower and Garden Show at 10 a.m. We're going to be in the Tulip Garden. We're in the Tulip Garden. So you were talking yes, about it's tulips. Nice to welcome you back. Uh, well, thank you. I'm I'm really looking forward to it and uh, dragging Peggy along as well. And I will try not to fall into the tulips <laughs> or into yes, the pond. <laughs> Of course it's, Stay on your tiptoes, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's the day before. The, yeah. the, so if I do fall, you yeah. know, it's just they need to get we'll through one more or day. Or something drip dry. And so if you want to get tickets for Chicago Flower and Garden Show, Tony, where do people go? You know, we've made it easy. Everything that we do on the Internet is under Chicago Flower. So chicagoflower.com. You can purchase tickets. And then if you run, you're on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, everything's at Chicago Flower. Just go to Chicago Flower. Wow. That that yep. does make it easy, and uh, it's it doesn't cost very much. You want to briefly tell us the prices? Sure. If you buy your tickets in advance uh, of the show, it's 50, online. It's fifteen dollars for the weekday and seventeen dollars for the weekend. Um, Navy Pier has discounted parking, but there's also discounted parking in the neighborhood at a flat fifteen dollar rate. If you go to our website, you'll see the four garages where you can park. Or Spot Heroes got a special offer, and you can even park as low as ten dollars. Hmm. Terrific. Um, but nice. being a green show. Take the bus. If you can, yes, that'll be yes. helpful. Tony Abruscato, always great talking to you. I'm going to see you real soon, I'm sure. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Mike and Peggy. Have a great Saturday. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, you too. Have you heard about the Sugar Beet Food Co-op? Yes. Yes, me too. Been I there. love that place. The Sugar Beet is a community-owned grocery store in Oak Park. It's open to everyone, featuring local and organic products. They're small enough to work with individual growers and producers, but big enough to be full-service And we want to give you a special offer to check them out. Right now, get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more when you mention the Mike Novak Show. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is in Oak Park at 812 Madison. That's just west of Oak Park Avenue and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. And if you say the Mike Novak Show, I'm sure they'll still give you that $5 off. And if you do it on a purchase of $15, that's 33 and a third percent. Just like the long-playing LP. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Rick DeMaio time is uh, coming up on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I hope you stick around. We gave away our tickets. We even, uh, Jackie Tanaka, I see mm-hmm. on Twitter, yeah. got uh, two tickets. And we, uh, do we get all five uh, phones out there, Ben? Uh, we got three. All right. We, we still have two, two more. more. So, call in. 847-475-1590. Get two tickets to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. 
Mark Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions, and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. Enjoy local food all winter long at Winter Farmers Markets, hosted by 12 different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through March. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. Chicagoans use your blue carts to recycle. Bottles, flattened boxes, jugs with the lids on, tin and aluminum cans, juice cartons, and mail. No plastic bags, including store bags, no greasy pizza boxes, styrofoam, disposable coffee cups, light bulbs, napkins, electronics, or shredded paper. Put your items loose in the blue cart and not in a plastic bag. Visit RecycleByCity.com Chicago and let's make Chicago beautiful and green. Your talk. This is your talk. Only on 1590. Your talk. WCGO Evanston, Chicago. Thank you, Florence, for that lovely intro. I'm looking at uh, Peggy's computer here, uh, and I know we have Rick DeMaio on the phone. Uh... Wait, as soon as uh, Ben gets him on there. There we go. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. I just had some toast with real butter. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you, oh, wait. That's after he came in from shoveling his backyard, right? Right. Oh, yeah. I had a, uh, I had a snowman that looked like a mini-me, but it worked <laughs> out. Real butter. And there you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and I was just saying, I, I was looking at... Uh, uh, Peggy's computer, and she's showing me her kale seeds that have germinated under her Happy Leaf LED light. Uh, and she's very excited about it. So she's got kale already going Indo- indoors. Uh, indoors. <laughs> I know that's crazy. No, it's not. Um, actually, not kale. Not kale, because that's a cool weather yeah. crop. And so, you know, when we get to April, you'll be able to put that outside. Uh, if it was a toma- okay. if, uh, if it was a tomato or a pepper, no, not so much. Although in my basement, you can double the germinating time because it's chilly enough down there. Yeah, I guess you could. So, um, how about that? We got uh, uh, real, not real butter, but real snow today. Uh, I know. If you the satellite, um, visible satellite, actually, uh, and I've been trying to send you this picture for the last half hour. My computer's a little slow, but I think I can get it over to you. Okay. Uh, Visible satellite imagery actually showed about an inch and a half of snow that came down generally across the um, uh, pretty much the western areas of the metropolitan region. Um, maybe a half inch at O'Hare and Midway, maybe a quarter of an inch here in the city up in Lake County. Uh, but those areas to the west of us, this is actually my hmm. their third day of snow uh, this month. <laughs> I think we've had more snow. This month combined of what we had for the total for January and February, which is just unbelievable. Well, that's what wow. you told us a couple weeks ago. 
March would be more snow. Um, well, you said, yeah, I, I, well, but you I were expecting, I, you were expecting more than this, weren't you? More. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, early. This is actually going to be one of those events that I thought we'd see a little bit more on the backside and maybe a little bit more of a clipper system coming through. But that's been the, that's been the, you know, the nature of this winter is every storm system three days out um, basically goes to the north of us. Every storm system looks like it's going to produce two to four inches of snow. You end up getting one, if not less. So, you know, areas central um, Illinois picked up, believe it or not, about 100 percent of their normal snowfall for the month of February, which is generally about six inches. Southern Wisconsin, about 80 to 90 percent. And if you look at a map of northeast Illinois, since January 1st, <laughs> Cook County, Lake County, McHenry County, Will County, DuPage County, a whopping 2 percent of, of total normal snowfall since January 1st. I've never seen it like that before. It's really, really strange. And that's obviously one of the reasons why we've been able to maintain this warmth. Yeah. You take that pattern that we had a couple of weeks ago, um, that's kind of not uncommon for this area this time of the year. But if you had snow in the ground, we'd end up having three or four consecutive days of overcast skies, low clouds, drizzle fog, and temperatures in the 50s instead of sunshine and close to 70 degrees. So people have to be uh, aware of the fact that when you get these climactic extremes, you typically need three or four things to kind of go in one direction, and you get what's called this positive feedback. I think the thing that everybody is concerned about is, is how this is affecting the ecosphere and particularly uh, the biosphere along the shoreline of the Great Lakes. There's only 8% of the Great Lakes covered with snow, and I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of confused uh, water mammals and shoreline creatures that are basically saying, you know, what's up with this? Yeah, well, you know, and you mentioned the map that you sent us the other day, and I, th I found it very informative, and I and and I wish more people could see it because what it shows is not that uh, this lack of snow is nationwide or even region wide by any stretch of the imagination. It's this little area, this little egg shaped area that. Right. Chicago happens to be part of you go to the upper peninsula you go to Minnesota some of those areas are getting more or have gotten more than oh, yeah. normal snow oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah yeah because the atmosphere has been so moist um, when you convert that moisture into snow you're typically getting very very heavy snowfall um, and that that usually is the case uh, when you have warm winters you may not have as many days of snow uh, but the storms that you get are usually are usually pretty heavy and pretty wet uh, we just haven't had them here, um, and you know, and, and and this, you know, this goes all back to what happens when you have a changing climate. The extremes become more extreme, and and that's what we continue to see. And and it's really it's really sad, Mike, because I can go on for such a long time <laughs> about you know the the recent news, you know, from from the White House about now wanting to you know cut back on. Um, uh, research for satellites, yeah. particularly NOAA satellites, that are supposed to be studying things related to climate change. What, what is and that all about? That doesn't even make any sense that we would not do that. Mike, none of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. And the fact that, you know, Donald Trump, I, I'm not going to say president, Donald Trump, you know, goes on national television Tuesday and acts presidential for an hour, makes everybody go, wow, look, he can really do this. He can really read a teleprompter and stay on target and deliver a message. Yet these are the same people that didn't they accuse Barack Obama of, well, he's really, really good at reading a teleprompter. Oh, really? 
isn't this what your guy just did now, but all of a sudden he's this amazingly successful person? And literally within 24 hours, we get this junk from Jeff Sessions. In another 24 hours, the Trump administration wants to cut funding for climate change satellites. And then yesterday, uh, this comes out that they want to undo the vehicle, re- the vehicle rules that are supposed to be doing exactly what they're doing right now, which is producing less emissions in the mm-hmm. atmosphere, less pollution, less carbon dioxide. And, Mike, those are cars that are made in the United States. Those are GM. Those are Ford. You know who's going to end up making these cars that are more efficient? Kia, Toyota. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Hyundai, the, the cars that were, uh, were were basically people buying here in the United States because they're more fuel efficient, they're going to go back to buying more of those. I, I don't understand yeah. this whole concept of, of, well, we're doing things for, for American manufacturing. No, you're really not. When you say you're actually not going to be taking away jobs for Americans, when you take away satellite research, you're taking jobs for Americans. When you're, when you're, when you're taking away the laws that will make cars more efficient, you're taking away jobs from people because, you know what, people aren't going to buy your cars in five or ten years. It's That's absolutely, true. utterly ridiculous, this mindset, and it's all about satisfying his freaking base, which makes zero sense. You're not the president of your base. You're the president of the United States. Act like it. Wow. With that, I think we will get a <laughs> forecast for uh, the next uh, week or so. What's up, Rick? <laughs> Rick DeMaio is moving to Barcelona. That's the forecast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. in, in search of real butter. How about that? Yes, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So we got a little bit of snow this morning, a lot of sun later on this afternoon. With the wind off the lake, the temperature is generally in the 40s. Mid to upper 50s tomorrow, 16 on Monday with rain. And then we get back into some cooler weather. Uh, late Tuesday and pretty much much of next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, temperatures averaging about 5 to 10 degrees below normal. And it looks like the cherry blossoms are going to be blooming about three weeks ahead of schedule in Washington, D.C. And this is, you know, more to come, I guess. And, (laughs) and, And it's not about real butter, Rick. It's about science. That's what it's about, science. It's so, about that. Um, uh, I'm going to hope. I'm gonna hopefully see you and Peg at the Flower and Garden Show in two weeks at Navy Pier. How about that? Yeah, come on by yes. for the live broadcast. Be part of it. That'd be cool. And we need you at the Good Food Festival live broadcast. If, if you're willing to do that, too. So we'll talk about it, all right? Sounds good. All okay, right. Sorry, sorry for the outrage. <laughs> I love your outrage. I love it. I'll talk to you next week, Rick. <laughs> Sounds Take good. Take care. Bye. All right. Thanks to everybody on the show, including the outraged Rick DeMaio, <laughs> meteorologist, and... Uh, the folks from the Good Food Festival, Christine Sikowski and Josh Kulp, and, of course, Tony Abruscato from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. Until next week, go green or... Go home. Uh, Stadler? Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.